welcome everybody to CADCast number 21. I'm your host, GBD, and of course, I am joined by the Wombat. How you doing, Wombat? Good, good. Thanks for having me, as always. Of course. You still, uh, are you still coming off a high from the uh, Cheapy Awards? It was quite an event, let me tell you. And the glue that you were sniffing? And the glue that I was sniffing, and the fact that I was insulted by Joan Rivers on the red carpet, but I'll, I'll get over that. Right, with your split pants? With my split pants. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I thought we weren't going to bring that up. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah, that's cool. Well, it's good to be back in the uh, the groove of the regular CADcast. Yes. As opposed to the CADcast where I have to spend uh, two hours editing in clapping and uh, <laughs> and uh, laughing sound effects. Don't give away the illusion. Oh, right. I mean, no, that was really that really took place at the <laughs> Holiday Inn in, in Newark, New Jersey. You really flew in for it. I really did. It was worth a thousand dollars, definitely. A hundred percent. All right, so let's uh, let's get started with the show. We got a busy show, uh, a lot of new releases this week, so I think we should jump right in. Sounds good. It's a big week. Uh, big week. Big week. Uh, first up is Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence. Oh, is that what it is? Subsistence. I had to practice that saying that word uh, a thousand times. I just assumed it was substance. I never really paid that much attention. No, it is subsistence. Shows what I know. Uh, this is uh, for the PS2, of course, and this is a thirty-dollar uh, remix of sorts, I guess you would call it. Cool. Uh, and uh, this game received a nine point eight from IGN. That's pretty high, even for them. Yes, and I know GameStop, uh, rather GameSpot, uh, is going to have a live review up, a live video review. Oh, exciting! Yeah, so you can watch the guy. I guess he's going to read his written review live. I don't wow. Know. I, wow, pretty exciting. That is exciting. Anyway, let's talk about this game for a little bit because I know a lot of people interested in it. Uh, I read uh, Jeff Haynes' review on IGN, and that's how I learned about the game. I don't, Even though it's been out in Japan for a while, I, uh, I didn't. I don't there was a good it. review of it in um, uh, the new EGM. It's their game of the month. Okay, there's two different discs for this game. Disc one is the subsistence disc, and that features the remixed uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater game. Have you played through that game, Wombat? I don't really play Metal Gear games. Don't? No, it's not that I don't appreciate them. I know they're very good games. If there's more cutscene than game, I'm out. Right, and if the cutscenes make no sense whatsoever, I'm you're out. out. I'm out. I don't care. I don't. I didn't spend fifty bucks to watch a movie. Right. Well, now you can spend thirty bucks to watch a movie. Exactly. I. I. Uh, I. I'm in it to shoot people and go okay. home. Very good. Well, the remixed version of the game. Uh, here's the the changes. Now you can control the camera. Before it was sort of like a little like topside uh, view. Uh, it was sort of a. Not that great, I guess. That was sort of the big dig on the on the first game. Gotcha. On the first on the real first version. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, and uh, the, now you have more difficulty choices right from the start. You get more face paints and different uniforms, and you can have a a theater to watch those cutscenes that you love so much. And yeah, I, I heard they have it actually cut into one three-hour movie. That's they what do. EGM's oh at. my god! When, think about that: three hours worth of cutscene. That make no sense. That not only do they make no sense, I don't care. Right. Okay. It's not well, even about that. It's, what do I? Care? I'm in the jungle. I'm stalking people. That's enough excitement for me. I don't need three hours of story. Right. You don't need to hear about like some Russian guy that for some reason speaks Japanese. Yeah, I don't care who uh, old revolver 
Ocelot. <laughs> Lambskin for her pleasure. I don't care who he is. <laughs> right, well, maybe you'll be more interested in disc two, which is the persistence disc. Maybe. And that features... Probably not, though. No. Uh, that features no. <laughs> Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake. Uh, these are ports from the, the old MSX system, which I must admit I never even heard of. No. What the heck's an MSX? I don't know. Some, like, computer system. Is it the same as the NES versions of the game, uh, Metal Gear and Metal Gear? No, no. No, different. No. They're, they're, look, they look a little better. Okay. Like a lot better. And by but, a little, uh, they're supposed to be really good, according to the review. Uh, there's also something that's kind of sounded pretty cool, actually, called Dual Mode. And that'll let you sort of relive the best parts from Metal Gear Solid 3 and, and go through all the boss fights. You know, you just sort of, I guess, select them from a menu. And you can race against the clock and, you know, go for the high score. So that's pretty neat. Are you going to be and picking probably this probably the most anticipated part is the, the new online mode, which you got eight, you know, eight-player online mode with five game modes and uh, voice chat. Yeah, but still PS2 online. It's still PS2 online, uh, but they did say that it was pretty good. It was pretty slick. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Especially, I guess, for a PS2 game. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I don't so, think okay. You don't sound that excited. Let oh, me read you yeah. the little summary from IGN from Jeff Haynes. Uh, it's too long, so I'm going to read just some of it. Uh, All right, I'll read the whole thing. 2004 Snake Eater was a fantastic but slightly flawed game. Alternatively, Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence goes <laughs> a long way through. For, I can't say that word. I hate it. Metal Gear Solid 3 S. <laughs> goes a long way towards remedying a few problems that acclaimed title with a brand new camera system that literally rejuvenates the gameplay. The online mode adds a ton of replay value as well and has dozens of options to keep you returning to blow away friends late into the night. For fans of the series, the additional extras, including the two theater modes and original Metal Gear games, are bonuses that simply cannot be missed for the price and the extras. You can't go wrong with subsistence. I mean S, even <laughs> for those that have played and beaten... Uh, the first game once or seven more times, it still can't be missed. So are there you, you go, uh, they love it. Not that you've ever been against it, but are you kind of warming up more and more to the idea of the re-release? I, you know, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings. You know, I like the low price tag, but I don't like the feeling of if I've already bought the game for 50 bucks, you know. But is it I really, sort of is it really any myself. difference than the greatest hits method of the last... What seven years? Yes, because they add changes to the game. So, but does that make it worse or better? It makes it worse for the people who bought the game at full. You could say the same thing about greatest hits games. Oh, I can't believe I paid fifty bucks. It's now twenty. Yeah, but they didn't change the game though. They're not changing the, the game. game. Yes, adding. they are. They're they they, they fundamentally changed this game. The camera system is a major gameplay change. And he has a new hat. Well, the, you know, the new <laughs> hat, faceplate, yeah. Face he has right. a new, Malibu Stacy has a new hat. Right. Well, you, I'm sure you'll have to pick that up. Yes, exactly. Malibu Stacy, of course. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay. To, uh, you know, this, we should just call this, this is the the week of the, re the rehashed games, I yeah. guess. This is, because... I didn't realize that this is what this was until I saw. Until you read my little. Until I read your little blurb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is Rainbow Six Critical Hour, and this is out for the Xbox this week uh, for thirty bucks. It's coming out for PS2 uh, later in the year. Now, this is a collection of new and classic missions and maps. So 
from the previous Rainbow Six game. It's like uh, Rainbow Six Greatest Hits. Sort of like Rainbow Six Greatest Hits, definitely. Uh, there's, there's a, but there is a new seven-mission single-player uh, mode, and there's also eight fan-selected uh, single-player missions from the older games. That's kind of cool. With the new, with the new graphics, you know. With the I hope they have the one where you're in from the first from, from Rainbow Six Three in the mansion, and the guys being held hostage, because that's cool. Oh, that's from the book, I think. Is it from the book? It's also in the first game on the Xbox Rainbow Six Three. Interesting. I never yeah. played that one. Oh, it's great. But, uh, I like that game. I like Black. Well, Black Arrow is awesome. Yeah. Have you played Black Arrow? Yes, I like the single player way. I like Rainbow Six single player. I'll, what am oh, I the well, only the multiplayer person? is awesome too. I know, but wrong. I feel like I'm the only person that ever appreciated the single player Rainbow Six. Yes, you are the only one. I really. know. You get to tell people to open doors. That's right. Bang in clear, right? I don't get to. to like, I don't get to do that in real life. Open that door for me. Excuse me. <laughs> right. There's some jokes in there somewhere. Yeah, there's one or two. Write your own jokes, uh, people. Right. Uh, <laughs> fill in the blanks. Uh, there's also the multiplayer mode. There's 18 multiplayer maps uh, with a non-linear level design, and their persistent elite creation mode. That's the one where you sort of make a character, and you can, uh, I guess, level them up while you play. Does he get a? Does he have a new hat? <laughs> I I don't think they they're big on the hats in the Rainbow uh, Division. No, nah, we can. And there's two new modes: Assassin and Free for All. Nice. So this is like one of those games where. I don't know. It's not going to be backwards compatible, obviously, right, for 360. No. I don't. I mean, yeah, I've, I personally have no use for it, but if I didn't have an Xbox 360 and just an Xbox, I'd be interested. Yeah, 30 bucks. Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's going to, hopefully, it, it, they'll, they've learned their lesson because the lockdown got pretty. Uh, it got slammed. Panned. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, with the, with the announcement this week of Rainbow Six Vegas for the 360, for the 360, and that game looks awesome. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. No, I can't that, that game looks like fun. Like fun. Like fun. Well, speaking I... of the 360. Aw. Aw. Let's go Aww. right to the outfit. Yes, the outfit. We both played the demo. We played the demo. The Once, full right? version is out this week for, of course, 60 bucks. <laughs> yes. What did you think of the demo? I am mixed on the demo. I like it. It was fun but, online multiplayer. But. It controls like 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 a but, shopping cart. It controls like butt. It controls like butt. It controls like a shopping cart. You ever did, you know, in the supermarket, the one wobbly wheel? You're trying <laughs> right. to go straight, but you're veering into the Cocoa Krispies. Right, and you're you're cursing, you're yeah. cursing out loud. In that the that I yeah. mean, the game can it does it can it controls like a broken tricycle. It's well, mm, it I would say that it it takes a little getting used to. I wouldn't say that it's broken. It's it's not as responsive as I'd like it to be. Is that better? Okay. That's fair. That's and fair. it's a great game. I mean, the 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 thing is, I mean, the, the positives is, it's a very interesting concept. The gameplay is is unique in a way in that it's it's action and strategy. It it feels like a a real time strategy game and a. An action game. And like a, a battlefield uh, type of game. Yeah, where you're, you know, it's almost, yeah, it's like in a real-time strategy game where you're down in the thick of it the whole time. Right. Where you're setting up, you know, turrets and, and defense, but yet you're also driving tanks and stuff and, and uh, blowing things up. I'm a little disappointed that there was no single-player demo. 
right. I think this, is, this know... game's going to be all about the multiplayer. I was I mean, going to say, no is... reviews out now, so I can't. I can't. Uh, I mean, is that me. is that pretty much what it's all about? Is the multiplayer? Because I, so. I read the I review so. in OXM and they liked it. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what the reviews think. I think I, you know, I like it. I don't know. We'll see. It's it's sort of the unique gameplay may may get me to actually get it. I don't know. The... We'll see. The the thing it really has going for it is that there still isn't very much left out on this 360 console. <laughs> right. We're, just, we're, we're a star it's for like, uh, entertainment. Exactly. It's like, well, if I don't get this, what am I going to get? If I didn't, if you didn't already get Ghost Recon last week, or do you, right. can you really wait that one week and pick up uh, uh, Elder Scrolls? So right. it's you know it's coming at a weird time though in the sense that it's sandwiched between two other games. True. So we'll see. I mean, this we'll could, see. We yeah. have no reviews. We'll see how it goes. If if it was an Xbox game or a PlayStation Two game and it was released during the during the height of those consoles, this right. game would easily be overlooked. It wouldn't get half the attention it's getting right now. Hmm. Could be interesting. It's point. not even a could be. It's a definite. It's like Commandos. Right. Did you ever play yeah. the original PC version of Commandos? Mm, briefly, it's, I know. I'm familiar. It's like the same thing. In a way, I'm sure someone will well, call me an idiot. Well, but you know the graphics. But, uh, the gra- yes, better. the graphics are way better. But there's you know, a lot more going on. Then there's the sense of humor vehicles. and the vehicles. But uh, you know, it's also you know what it reminds me of, Herzog's Wii. I don't even know what that is. Oh, Herzog's Wii is a Genesis game, where I mean it was a lot of the similar like you hover by a base, a neutral base, and you wait for it to change color. Wow. And then, sounds, and then, sounds awesome. And then you go to the next one. And you wait wow. to try and take Colors. them all over. You know what? It's the same damn game. What do you do in wow. the outfit? You go to, from base to base and you wait for it to change color. Right. Same game. All right. We spend about 20 minutes talking about the outfit. Yeah, I know. A that. game that we don't even own. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, let's move on uh, to Daxter. All right. PSP. We got a couple big PSP releases, too. Yeah, finally. Now, Daxter got a 9.0 from IGN. Uh, it's forty bucks, of course, like most PSP games, um, and this sounds like a like a great platformer. Now I know well, you've sold your PSP. I so did, but here. I've been talking about the PSP should release more platformers since it came out. So that's right. Well, here you go. I read mm-hmm. uh, through Chris Roper's review on IGN, and uh, here's a few choice quotes. It's not just the simple return to skillful jumps and level navigation that makes the game so damn good and refreshing, though. It's the overall design of almost every aspect of Daxter that puts it a tier above almost everything else on the system. This is an extremely polished game through and through. So yeah, he really liked it. He said the graphics were great, the animations were great. Um, there's more platforming than really uh, like fighting. You know, okay. like the, the yeah. original Jack and Daxter games aren't well, that's it's really just sort Daxter. of yeah, and they're not, you know, those other games are sort of more than just platformers. You know, they had a lot going on and fighting and such stuff. This is more platforming than the other stuff. Sounds good. Uh, and one nice thing about it uh, is that you can save anywhere. That's well, you know, all any portable game you should be able to save anywhere. Yeah, you would think that, but they uh, somehow it's not the case. Ridiculous. But yeah, so that's that's pretty neat. Cool. He does complain. He does complain that it's a little bit easy, uh, or it's you know quite easy half, you know, especially the first half of the game. But he says it's always fun. Uh, and, you know, he does sort of have a little regret that he feels like the challenge was brought down for a wide audience. Well, he likes it. 
That's good. I mean, it's that, and you know, it's there's another game that I talked about on another previous uh, CADcast that I thought should come out in its original form, in a style close to its original form for the PSP, and What's that's that? our next new release. Oh, there you go, Siphon Filter, Dark Mirror, Siphon Filter. I talked about that when the when I was complaining about why games aren't good on it right. is because they're not making games that fit that those controls. And I talked about the original Siphon Filter, which came out before mm-hmm. the dual analog. Right. What's the review for this for this new Siphon Filter? What score did well, IGN give it? 9.3 out of 10. Exactly. Because Siphon so Filter is, is good for that kind of thing. And here's listen to this. this is and from, my voice uh, cracked Juan, too there, by the way. Juan, this is from Juan Castro's uh, review. And he's he uh, you know, it's like almost you wrote this. He said, simply put, or rather put simply... It's a console-quality 3D tactical shooter that doesn't scream for a second analog stick. Because the so, because the first siphon filter, there was no analog stick. Right. Which is and I liked it. It was good. It was good. So this sounds like it's it's really cool. It's got an online mode where it has eight players with voice chat, and it you know it supports like the local uh, multiplayer and you know the regular infrastructure internet. Uh, multiplayer and the game sharing. So I guess you, not everybody needs to have the the game. Oh, play cool. Locally. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I said it has voice chat, so that's pretty cool. Um, it sounds like it just does everything well. The cutscenes are cool and fit in with the game. The story is good. Uh, the gra- you know, everything is great. The control is works perfectly. Uh, here's his little summary. And there it is. Siphon Filter Dark Mirror packs an uncommon amount of detail, variety, and overall quality. It blends intense action sequences with stealth in a way no portable game has before, and it does so with style to spare. It controls well, plays well, and generally does everything right. Not perfect, mind you, but what what's actually wrong with Dark Mirror is barely worth mentioning. Add robust multiplayer options, and you got one excellent little package. Highly recommended. Very cool. Good for the PSP for finally doing something right. The next game sounds really good, too. Yeah, another PSP game. This is Mega Man Powered Up. This one is only 30 bucks uh, because this is a remake of the original Mega Man game. Something else we talked about. Remaking Uh, 2D uh, side-scrollers with with nice-looking graphics. And here it is. Yeah, these are like cartoony graphics. uh, Obviously look much better than the original. Um, And it's got some new features as well. Um, you can play as a boss character. There's some challenge type games, uh, and you can also build your own levels. You know, they have the level constructor, and then you can share them online. That's cool. Download new ones. I like that. See, that's neat. That's pretty cool. No reviews though. No reviews yet. At least as um, of this recording. Yeah, no reviews of the recording, but I, I did see like some video. I watched some video of it. Uh, I, I think it's, this is already out in Japan. Mm. I think I've seen this around, but it, it looks pretty cool. That's. I mean, how how can you really screw that up? Yeah. And um, I ask, and I'm sure they'll find a way. Speaking of screwing things up, <laughs> let's move on to the next game. Well, we don't know if they screwed it up, but this is Driver Parallel Lines. Yes, this Driver. Is out for the PS. PS2 and Xbox uh, for 40 bucks. I like to call 50. it Drive for Her. <laughs> right. Drive for Her. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, they should have worked a, a woman into the game. They could have called it Drive, Drive for Her. 
so forty bucks for this one, or fifty if you uh, somehow see the need for the limited edition. What does it come um, in? Like a shiny case and a making of DVD? I don't know. This comes. It comes with a samurai sword, so you can disembowel yourself. When <laughs> yeah, the game sucks. Little Harikari, the Harikari right. edition. Yeah. Well, I have to admit, I read the previews. There's no reviews up yet, and I read the previews, and I'm I'm interested. And you probably know why I'm interested. Uh, you oh, dig the '70s? Well, actually, I didn't write this in the outline, but this takes place in New York City. Yes, it does. It does take place in New York City. Uh, and you like and, games and that the, take place in New York City? Yeah, I mean, I was interested in true crime, uh, although I haven't played it yet. This, and not only that, but you can play in New York City in the '70s and in the present. The way the story works is that your character uh, gets arrested in the '70s. And then comes out of jail in the in the year two thousand something, so you get to play in both times. So that's pretty cool. It is kind of it's a good concept, and it's you know there's very little on foot now. Right now they say the uh, the developers say it's ninety percent in car, ten percent on foot because I guess the on foot was so bad in yeah. Driver Three. They well, didn't you know, the, scare everybody away. Driver One was a great game. Yeah, this could be a great. This, they, I don't know. We'll see. I mean. Driver 3, even Driver 3 had potential. They just, like, there was, like, little problems with the game that that could have easily been fixed that were turned into well, big Well, the big problems. problem with that game was it would try too hard to be Grand Theft Auto Driver. Right. And those stupid lampposts, like, you would knock into the lampposts and your car would just stop on, like, a dime. Ugh. So bad. Anyway, I, I'm hoping that this is good. I'm hoping that they do a good job recreating New York City. Um, guess we'll have to wait and see. Yep, and we started with a remake, and we're ending with a remake. Right, we have another uh, a remix. Uh, this is a Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition remix. Uh, this is a $20 game for uh, PS2 and Xbox. Uh, have you played Midnight Club 3? Uh, I have not. Version? I do have, well, I had, I think I traded in at this point, with Midnight Club 2, right? which I liked. I actually rented this one. I think I gamefied this one or, or got it from Blockbuster. I forget. But it's actually like a, a quite a good game. It, uh, it got good reviews the first time around. It's very well done. The uh, you know you can you have like a garage of cars and you can customize them with different parts. You can even do wheels. like the dub wheels. What's that? Dub wheels. Dubs. Dub wheels. You can do like the suspension, the hydraulics. You know, make the car bounce and stuff. Nice. It's got an online mode. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Lovely. It's got belting mode. It's got belting uh, mode. 25 new cars? 25, uh, no, 25 new songs. Uh, oh, 24 new cars. 24 new cars. Uh, Close enough. Uh, and a new a new stage, Tokyo. Yes, which is from Midnight Club 2. Right, and you know I live in Tokyo. No. Yeah. Since when? Since November, dude. I had no idea. Anyway. Anyway, so it sounds cool. Um... If you're into the racing game, I think you can't go wrong. The soundtrack was really awesome, and in in, it's going to be re- even better now. They got 25 new songs, so that's like over. It has like over 100 songs. Very nice, well. and that's only 20 bucks. Nice. 20 bucks, you probably can't go wrong for this. No, one, you probably. One, if, you if you like arcade-style racing games and customizing yeah. cars, and yeah, can't can't probably and, can't and the hip-hop music. Yeah. Well, it has all different. It actually has all different genres of music. Oh, I see. But hip-hop, I'm sure, is one of them. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. I know it is. Yes. All right. Shall we move on to the news blast? Does it, does it have country music? No, thank God. <laughs> then thank then God. I'm not buying it. No. 
Who? I'm not buying it. Unless unless it has it. Carrie Underwood on there, forget it. Right. Yeah, I don't even know who that is, so <laughs> there you go. All right. We ready? Uh, let's, let's move on to the News Blast. News Blast. The News Blast. Uh, first up, uh, video game voters launched by the Enter- Entertainment Software Association. What is this? This is uh, a network of gamers who are of voting age who are going to band together to protest or rather appeal to their legislators to not enact game uh, legislation? legislation which controls the video game industry. How interesting. Now, now, of course, this group is made by the video game industry, the ESA. Um, here, I'll read you their, uh, I guess, their mission statement. Please do. The network opposed efforts to regulate the content of entertainment media, including proposals to criminalize the sale of certain games to minors or regulate video games differently from movies, music, books, and other media. The network also enables gamers to stay educated about issues, reach out to federal, state, and local officials, and register to vote. The Video Game Voters Network is a project sponsored by the Entertainment Software Association, a trade group representing America's video game publishers. Sounds good. Smart move by them. It is a smart move if it works. Well, yeah. I mean, if the video game industry as a whole really banded together, they could probably be quite a powerful lobby if they threw money in the right direction. Absolutely. And, you know, the the video game industry is as big as the movie industry now, so there should be no reason why they can't make this happen. Yes, but we see how successful those left-wing bastards were in the last election. All right, let's move on. <laughs> he just went right past that. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah left-wing bastards. Uh, what do we got? Right, we got Sony loses another round in their uh, DualShock lawsuit. It's pretty have boneheaded. Have been following this at all? I, I have been following this. It's it's pretty boneheaded on Sony's part. Yeah, it seems like they sort of really, they could have sort of solved their own problem a while ago, but chose to be hard asses, and now they might be paying for it. For people who don't know what it's about, Sony's being sued by the Immersion Corporation, which is a company that has the patent on vibrating controllers. Okay? Yes. It's not that they're being sued. They were sued. They were sued. The suit is passed. The suit is passed. They lost, and they're in the appeal stage now. Yes. They were ordered to pay uh, $90.7 million to the Immersion Corporation. Now, right, it, now, it's also important to add that Microsoft was also sued by Immersion and settled out of court. Right. They, they're they like, okay, they sort of conceded and say, look, let's Okay, fine, yeah, money. exactly. We, we stole your stuff, here's some money, and let's make a deal. Of course, it makes sense. It probably made a lot of sense to do so. Uh, I mean, just for the legal fees alone, it's, you know, why even mess around, you know? Mm-hmm. But Sony, I guess, figured they're going to be hard asses. And they, uh, you know, they stuck with it. And recently, they just lost their latest appeal. Uh, you know, and this is a this could be a really big problem for them. Yeah. Well, the biggest problem is that uh, the last appeal that they lost, the judge said that they have to suspend the sale of PlayStation consoles, DualShock controllers, and a few dozen games, including Vice City, Final Fantasy X, and Metal Gear Solid Two. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it ridiculous. looks like they have they got one more chance. Uh, they have one more appeal, uh, U.S. Court of Appeals from the Federal Circuit. It's supposed to be heard this year. So they're gonna be they're screwed, I guess, if they if they lose this one. And they probably will be. I can't believe they haven't settled. 
Yeah, it's interesting. This last, the last uh, appeal, they they had some witness from immersion, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, go on the stand, and the judge basically ruled uh, or said that this witness was like unreliable, and may have been paid off by Sony to to uh, take the stand in their defense. Yeah, they found that he had been paid by Sony one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, but of course it was you know they're saying it was for you know future patent work for, that this guy is doing for them, but you know well, yeah. whatever you can That's call it, it whatever it, you want. That would be called I mean, a crock. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens. And it definitely Microsoft must you know, be laughing their ass off right now. Of course they way. are because they best twenty six million they ever spent. they've ever spent exactly. Uh, fools. Fools. The fools. Boneheads. Okay. Next, uh, we have uh, game sales are continuing to tank. That's not very uh, good. Not very good. Uh, retail sales are down uh, for the sixth month in a row. 13%. Yeah, compared to last year's sales. That's how they, they do this stuff. So it's, this is sales in February. We're down 13% from February 2005. Uh, well, they had some big bigger releases then. And, of course, you know, we're in, a, we're in sort of like limbo right now with the Xbox 360 out. But yet you can't really... There's only like still five like a shortage, games. right? Yeah. In the U.S., you still really you still can't, can't really find them, and there, you know, would, how, there aren't that many games to buy. And there the, aren't that many games to buy. It's sort of like a yeah. weird time. Even People if, are waiting to hear about the PS3 and and the revolution. Yes, it would still be impossible to have a million seller on the Xbox 360 because there aren't right, a million yeah. Xbox 360s in the country. Uh, yeah, interestingly enough, uh, Electronic Arts is doing quite well, uh, and they have four of the five best-selling games for the for the month of February. Really? Uh, can you can you name those those games? Um, I'm gonna don't s- look. I'm not looking. Um, well, Fight Night came out. Okay. Yes. Correct. Uh, Madden, because it always sells yes. a bajillion copies. Correct. Um, wait, more EA games that are out now. What the hell else is out? Is there a basketball out yet or something? Maybe. Yeah, basketball. Right. And baseball's not out yet, is it? NBA Live. NBA, NBA Live. Yeah. yeah. I guess the hint is think Xbox 360. Oh, well, think of a game that's on Xbox 360 and also on the other consoles. Uh, but, yeah, um, uh, um, wait, oh, Need for Speed Most Wanted? Yeah, you just looked at the list. Yeah, I looked at the list of that one. Bastard. I am a bastard. <laughs> okay, well, you did pretty well. I got three out of four. Not bad, not bad. So they uh, they were the one of the few publishers to match its sales from uh, the year before. So good. Yeah, good that's for them, the story. I and apparently things are not looking up though, uh, and they're expecting that March is going to be uh, pretty bad as well, uh, especially since you know March last year was big for the PSP. Um, yeah, things. Uh, yeah, we're in a transition phase, I guess. We'll see what happens when the revolution comes out if it comes out in a timely fashion. Yeah. All right, let's go to the to our last uh, news blast story. Uh, Bioware working on an MMORPG. Hooray. Now, of course, everyone I knows that know. Bioware is the uh, RPG specialist, I guess we would say. They make some good games. They make some good games, yeah. I'm a big fan of, of, of their work. I really like so, Jade, Jade Empire. I still haven't finished that one. Oh, that game is the bomb. Yeah. Well, they're opening up a new studio in Austin, uh to work specifically on this uh, game, and they've uh, they're getting the lead the lead developer James Olin, who's uh, 
Previous credits include uh, lead or co-design roles on Knights of the Old Republic, which is a great game. Yes. Neverwinter Nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. That's not, I mean, so that's some pretty good credentials. What do you think the uh, the uh, the background for this game is going to be? Like a fantasy? Damn, I don't know. Because, I, I mean, know. isn't that like all of them? They're all fantasy. Yeah, they all do the, they do the fantasy thing. Is there? Do you they think there's make, another like, genre that'll work? Yeah. What do you What do you recommend? I want to see. I don't know. What do I want to see? Maybe like a space. A space uh, MMORPG. I don't know. Remember, remember Star Frontiers? You know what that is? It was no. like a Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons game, but it took place space. in outer space. <laughs> yeah. It was even made by the Dungeons and Dragons people. That's not bad. I mean, there's that would be pretty cool. There are other types of worlds out there, aren't there? Besides space? Besides space and fantasy, they can work like what? them. I don't know. I'm trying to think. What about like today? <laughs> Just like <laughs> normal. <laughs> normal people, but instead you could like buy big houses and, you know, level, level up instead of getting a real job. Uh, Sounds fascinating. You know what? I bet people would would play that. Okay. Well, there like, we go. Like we'll a see. Sims MMORPG. Nah, who knows? I think they're going to stick with the fantasy uh, or sci-fi genre. How imaginative. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, uh, I think it's time to get all aboard the hype wagon. All aboard. Cling, 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 cling. That was me hitting a triangle. Okay, the hype wagon, of course, is when we pick an upcoming uh, video game or video game related item and uh, say why we're hyped up about it. Uh, even though uh, we haven't really played it, you have, haven't really haven't even touched it. Haven't even touched it. Yeah, well, you have. That's not going to apply for mine. But uh, you want me to go first? No, nah, I'll go first. Okay, start us off. I'm going because it comes out next week, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion comes out next week. The review in OXM was pretty good. Reviews so far have been pretty good, and it's it's I'm looking forward to it. Any. You know, I like the, you know, it's a little more action-y that you could do the third-person view. You know what I like? And I'll probably get laughed at by someone for this. I like any games where if you pick up armor and put yeah. it on your guy, you yeah. actually see him wearing that armor. Nice. Yeah, I like that too, I admit. There are too many games where that doesn't happen. Right, that sucks. Well, yeah, it's like, ooh, that? I found the... the Purple boots of Elvish land, and then you put I, them I on. I want to see those purple. I want to see the shiny purple boots. That's the whole point of finding yeah. shiny purple boots. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know the uh, hundred plus hours of gameplay. Looks like it may be a worthwhile investment for my uh, Xbox 360. So. And OXM said it was good, right? Yeah, they did. They said it was very good. They liked it. It does. Yeah, well, they said it has a few, uh, you know, glitches as far as frame rate issues and and the like. But it looks pretty. But and, it looks and all pretty, and it, it still and plays well. Okay. And the fighting's okay, and uh, you know you could choose between first and third person view. I'll probably stick mm. with third person, knowing me. And there's lots of dungeons and things to explore, hidden, hidden entire hidden villages. So, pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So, well, I'm looking forward to that as well, mostly because this will probably be the first game that I can get Mrs. GP into, because uh, she doesn't. Uh, she likes the games with the build up, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And then we build up the characters yeah. and such. It looks, you know, it, it very looks very close to the promises that were made about Fable. Ah, okay. Yeah, she likes Fable, so. There you go. Yeah. 
I'm hoping. I got big hopes because I know Me she's too. not going to be too into Ghost Recon. No, she probably won't be. Although yeah. Mrs. Wombat surprisingly seemed very interested in Ghost Recon while I was playing it over the weekend. It's so pretty. It, not just because it's so pretty, because the the physics are pretty good. Oh, cool! All yeah. right, huh? Maybe. Yeah, when I'm when you shoot a guy, you know, because a little Ghost Recon backstory. Although I guess we're doing our full reviews next week. Yeah. Is it because that that's when you'll have it? Hmm. Uh, something of interest because you know I I would run, wind up replaying the same little area about nine hundred times in a row because it's that that difficult and I'm not that or good. Or because you're that poor. Yeah, that might be it too. But I'd wind up shooting the same guy on the same balcony like seven hundred times in a row. <laughs> right, and he always falls a different way. He would always fall a different way. Sometimes cool. he wouldn't fall, and sometimes his gun would fall off the balcony. Sometimes awesome. he'd fall oh, backwards, fall forwards, and uh, and uh, yeah, Mrs. Wombat was very uh, into watching the guy fall off the balcony in different ways, which may be kind of creepy. I haven't quite figured that out yet. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to my pick for the hype wagon. Yes, a uh, little bit of a different uh, angle here, but uh, my pick is the DS Lite. Hey. Now, of co- now, of course, the DS Lite is out in Japan already. Yes, but you uh, can't find them. They last week uh, they came out with the two blue versions, and the week before <laughs> was the white version. Yes, uh, I did not get any of them, but uh, I did get to to uh, get my hands on them in the store and play it. Um, and it is, you know, it is really slick. I mean, it's just so much sleeker and thinner than the original one. Um, the screen is so much brighter. The, I noticed the brighter screen in those screenshots that they have. It's quite noticeable. I um, may have to pick one up. I don't want to say I'm going to, but I, I feel like I may anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I think, you know, I'm sort of holding off on, on you know, I started Castlevania, but uh, I think I'm going to wait till I get a DS Lite because, that, you know, especially a game like that where, you know, it's sort of dark in some places, I think it's going to really benefit from the big, from the brighter screen. Um. Yeah. So I'm pretty. I don't know what how I'm gonna get one though. I mean, they love that shit here. They just the Japanese. They love the DS. Like I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know how you're gonna get one. It's like the uh, the Japanese version of the Xbox 360. It's, what do you mean? You know, hard to find. Indiana yeah, hard to find. Right. Room. Hard, hard for them to sell. Yeah. God, they're everywhere. Are they really? You can get a 360 in every store and every any store, even like the the video store, like the you know like the local video store. And, and, and yet, used, you can get used ones everywhere too. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They it's so everywhere. The, they so drop the ball. There's no reason why that system shouldn't have come out there a year from now. Yeah. Well. So yeah. So that's my take. The DS Lite. Uh, you guys, they haven't announced a release date in the U.S. Correct? I don't think so. I heard a rumor the spring. Yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty psyched to pick one up if I can find it and give my old one to Chibi Mom-in-law so she can learn English. Nice. You're going to get a brain training 12 or whatever Well, I'm going to get her. There's an English There's an English uh, training game for the DS here. Cool. Besides the brain training one. So, yeah. So that's my pick. And speaking of so Japan. So finally she'll be able to... to call you a lazy, bald bastard in your own language? No, she loves me. What are you talking about? <laughs> She makes me really nice hats. Oh, well, there you go. For my bald head. <laughs> really good ones. They look. They have little cat ears on them. Uh, do you have a picture? Mm, never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want. Right, let's move. There, let's I'm going to start on. a let's poll. Let's get off my hat. Okay. Mm-hmm. My cat hats. Your cat hats. And move on to the Your Man in Japan uh, segment. That's, you, of that's about you, yes? Yes. Well, you can chime in as well. Oh, okay. Sure. Just checking. You're allowed to. You're allowed to participate. Because I'm not in Japan. 
No, no. Uh, we're going to talk about the 99 Nights demo that was released in Japan recently. Uh, a lot of people were sort of hyped up for it, even in the States, because they thought that it was going to be a downloadable demo. And you know there's that trick where you can set up a, uh, an additional Xbox uh, account and download games from different regions. But of course, this was a retail-only uh, release. So you actually have to go to a store and pick up a disc. Uh, I did not pick up a disc because they were making me uh, have to buy something, but I did just sit in the store and play the whole demo since obviously nobody uh, there wasn't a, there wasn't a line of people behind me uh, trying to play, so I actually got to play through the entire demo. Cool. What's the verdict? The verdict is it's Dynasty Warriors that looks much better, um, but the gameplay is very similar. If you're burnt out on Dynasty Warriors, then you're gonna you know I don't think you're gonna find anything new here particularly. Uh, in fact, you may find a little bit less in terms of the customization of your character, in terms of like the weapons and, stu and such. Uh, obviously, the graphics are better, and you know they have the, the kind of interesting thing is that they can they can jam so many more characters on screen. You okay. know, Dynasty yeah, yeah, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. You know, it was all about like being in the middle of a big battle, but you, they, you know maybe they could get like twenty or thirty guys on the screen at once, but you know it always got very choppy. Uh, at that point, and you know, it never looked that great. Here, you can see a lot more people, but the problem is, it's like a bad kung fu movie, in that they're like they sort of just standing there. Oh, I get. Waiting it. for you to cut them yeah, down. Yeah, they wait for you to get to them. <laughs> it's really weird, and like you can see them coming up in the background towards you, but they look very blurry, and you know, at, when they're in the background, it's oh, yeah, it's it's disappointing. I think. Uh, but then again, you know, there's people who, you know, Dynasty Warriors 5 or 4 or whatever, it's the same thing as Dynasty Warriors 3, and they don't care, you know, whatever. They just like that type, that style of game. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, I think if you like that style, I, I kind of agree with you in just listening to you that there are people who really like that kind of game, though. Yeah, and it, it may not matter. be a mistake to make it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, did you watch the trailer for Dead Rising? The downloadable. Yeah, I watched it on the computer. I didn't download it on the actual. Oh, you got to watch it on the big screen. It's different. Yeah. I yeah. played it actually at Tokyo Game Show last year. And what do you think? Well, apparently they've made a lot of improvements to it since then. Um, I wasn't that impressed personally, but I, you know, I see, apparently they've 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 made it a lot better. So because you know that's like an early vote for the hype wagon, as far as I'm concerned. Because after watching that trailer, it's a little insane horrific. So, Insane horrific. Insane cutting horrific. zombies down with the head kind of, Yeah, but that's kind of like the game I've been wanting to play forever. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so that's the thing. I don't know. I don't. In terms of uh, the Japan uh, Xbox 360 market, I don't think this game is going to really move boxes. Um, you know, like I said, the people in the store, you know, the demo was wide open. Like, there was nobody really waiting to play it. Um, I think people maybe will be more interested in Rumble Roses, which comes out this month. Really? That comes out this month there? In Japan it does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, so huh. you know, you can you can yeah, so we'll see. We'll have a report on that one probably uh, when it comes out. Yeah, let us um, know. Let's move on to the CAG bag. Oh the CAG bag. Okay. Uh, first, first question. Okay, why don't you sing some songs about the CAG bag? CAG bag. Everybody loves the CAG bag. Bad, bad beatboxing. Yeah, it was pretty bad. To go with your bad singing. <laughs> <laughs> really bad singing. Okay. 
PSIU Fox 2 asks, question about the revolution. With the revolution poised to shake things up in this next generation and potentially reinstate Nintendo as a dominant player, how do you feel the gaming community will respond to Nintendo's classic game purchasing service? Do you believe that the right price will determine whether people download these games or not? And do you think that Nintendo's efforts will be crippled by emulation? And what about control? What are your thoughts about how the shells will perform with these classic games? A lot of questions there. About the A lot revolution. of questions, but some simple answers. Um, I don't think that emulation will cripple it just because of the fact of the controls. If you look at the controller right now, you tilt it on its side, you have an original NES controller. And, I mean, Nintendo tends to make quality products, and I'm confident that the shells... You know, the shell to make it feel like a GameCube controller and I guess a Super Nintendo controller, which wouldn't really be that much different, you know, as far as the controller goes. I have a feeling that's going to work just fine. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, in terms of the, the downloading the classic games will go, I think a few things will determine how successful it will be. Uh, number one will be the price, of course. That's the most obvious. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've... They don't really know, or we haven't told us if it's going to be like a subscription-based thing. Where, if you know, they're, if you they're pay, smart, it'll be a subscription. You, where you maybe pay like fifteen bucks a month. And for fifteen dollars a for fifteen dollars a month, it would be insanely popular. Okay, well, that's one thing I think needs to be. Uh, you know, the price needs to be right, but the maybe even more important is. I think they're going to need some online leaderboards like Xbox Live Arcade. I, I think they will just because, I mean, it's going to be online and all they have to do is see how people... I know they pay attention to the other consoles. Yes, clearly. But I think that's really... That may even be more important than a price in a way. I mean, playing like, you know, Kid Icarus, you know, by yourself, maybe, you know, it's fun to relive the old memories, but the more fun would be, you know, comparing how well you're doing with other people around the world. To have the high score. Uh, the high score or whatnot. As opposed to a guy like me, I think I'm ranked uh, 25,000 right now on Mutant Storm on the Xbox 360. Well, look at you. Oh, yeah. I'm working my way Good up. <laughs> You're almost there, dude. <laughs> a little bit more practice. Just a little more practice. 15,000. Maybe one of these days. Okay. So I uh, think we answered that question yes. satisfactorily? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Now, uh, Y2 Jedi is uh, looking for a little advice. He's got a broken Xbox. Uh, and he wants to know, he said, Microsoft will fix it for 80 bucks. But he, quote, this goes against every cagging bone in my body to pay over half the original purchase price to fix something I bought only 14 months ago. And, of course, his EB extended warranty just uh, expired a month and a half ago. So uh, he wants to know, he wants our advice, should I suck it up and pay the 80 bucks, or should I just get rid of it and you know, save my money and put it towards like a revolution or something? You know, it's a tough question. It's a good. I mean, things I don't know. How many games does he have? Ah, yeah, good point. Because if you only have like four games, then forget yeah. it. Forget it. Is I mean, it you uh, also got to say what's coming down the pipeline for the Xbox? Yeah. Not much. Not too much. And you know, if they're new games, can you sell them back for a good amount of money and put it towards your? He says he's probably going to end up getting a revolution. Just, eh. Yeah. Said he's a father, so he's probably yeah. Gonna... I mean, it all depends on how many games you have, how much you enjoy the games you have. Yeah. Because you know, an Xbox 360 with a 150. And do you have a PS? Yeah. And do you have a PS2 or something else you can play in the meantime? In the meantime, because 80 bucks is a lot. I'll admit yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, to me, that would that would bug me a lot as well. I would probably not do it. 
I would really complain a whole lot until they fixed it for free. Right. Is there... Tell them you know uh, somebody. I was going to say, you know Jay, Jay Allard is can't you take an Xbox somewhere at this point and get it fixed by someone else cheaper? I don't know. They're, they're, they can't even give them away in Japan. They're like, they're like 75 bucks here for a new one. That's ridiculous. Yeah. With the DVD with attachment. The D- <laughs> and games, too. And really? I think it comes with a couple of games. What, Tetris uh, World Champion 04 or something? <laughs> no, like, uh, I don't remember. Anyway, who cares? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares here, and you shouldn't care that anyway. <laughs> okay. Yes. Quan Takes King asks, uh, it's been nearly four months since the Xbox 360 launch. Now that the initial hype has died down somewhat, and the Xbox 360 systems are coming easier to find, what are your impressions of the launch? Success, failure, or somewhere in between? Also, do you think Microsoft has any significant advantages of being first to market? Very good question. It's a very good question. I thought of this one, too. I thought, of, I thought about my answer, which good. I rarely do. Which is very rare. Which is very rare. Very rare there's any thinking going on. Um, I mean, personally, exactly. Personally, I think the failure was, I mean, it was definitely mixed. It was a success in the sense that they sold every system they had, but it was a failure in the sense that they didn't have enough systems to go out. Right. And I still think that uh, the worldwide launch was a terrible idea. I can I can never I be convinced otherwise. I don't care if Bill right. Gates wrote me a diagram explaining why it was a smart idea. I'd probably just ball it up and throw it at him. Absolutely. I mean, Mike, Microsoft's primary goal, of course, here was was being first to market to get that head start on on Sony and to a much lesser extent Nintendo. Yes. And as you say, you know, saying the worldwide launch was a bad idea. Look, it doesn't matter when they launched the 360 in Japan. You know, they ain't beaten. They ain't beaten Sony or Nintendo. But that's so, the yeah. But the point is, why sell something there when there are people exactly here no, I'm that agreeing with want it? You know, I'm agreeing with you. I'm yeah. agreeing with you. It doesn't. They didn't need to be first to market in Japan. It wouldn't even matter. No. So take those box, those Xboxes, where people are actually going to buy them, as opposed to sitting on the have them sit on the shelf. And you know, uh, you know, satisfy some of that demand, sell some more uh, launch titles, you know, get your install base up while you can in the place that it matters, in the place where there may actually be a fight on your hands. The, no, there ain't gonna be any yeah. fight in Japan. There it's is a significant advantage, though, of being first on the market. There is. There is. The big significant advantage of being first in the market is if you look at the first PlayStation 2 games and you look at PlayStation 2 games that come out now, mm-hmm. they look dramatically different. Absolutely. And it's it's because of the time spent on the market. Of course, it's for the developers. But it's for not going to, like, I'm, but my point is it's not going to matter in Japan. No, where Japan won't no, matter at they all. Have no, they, they, they have no chance of beating Sony or Nintendo. I mean, look at the DS Lite. It's a system that's already been out. And they, it's just a it's just a revamped system, and you, they can't even they, you know there's people lined up around the block. Xbox 360, they can't you know they can't even give them away. They can. They're not even with three free games and a. Okay, DVD so has the launch been a success or failure, or somewhere in between? Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. I'm going to say yeah, it's been a success in the fact uh, for the fact that uh, you know they've sold out and that they had some they had some good launch games and some good they had some good launch games. Titles and I and I stand by the statement. You know, if this is what the games look like now. Of course, it'll be much better. In two years from now, they should it should look like rainbows shitting out of my TV. <laughs> right, <laughs> but the launch has been a failure in in the way that there's unmet demand. Yes, and that this has hurt. You know, their goal of 
of building up their install base is being hampered by the fact that they simply cannot manufacture enough machines. Yes. So, mm-hmm. there we go. Good question. Yeah. Okay. Renegade Zero asks, has any of your wives ever shut off one of your consoles or handholds while you were playing it? If so, what was the reason and, how, and what game was it and how far was your last save point? What about your moms when you were younger? Did it piss you off and what did you do afterwards? <laughs> well, no, that that's never happened to me. I mean, no, no, me neither. My, yeah. my wife would not do that. It would mostly be a, you know, why don't you shut that thing off now? Yes, of course. Some calm, she wouldn't actually can. She wouldn't do it because nagging. You know, my my wife is savvy enough to know that turning off a game while you're playing it, you know, you could ruin the game. I mean, if you're in the middle of saving or something, you yes, could, that's true. She too. knows that she wouldn't do it. My mom, God, I don't know. My mom might have done it. She, you know, so I'm sure she's going to chime in and post on the forum. Yeah, my mother and I, I don't, don't talk remember. anymore. So you know, what can you do? <laughs> that's, right, because that's, of your video game. That's app. not true. Because of your video game. Because <laughs> of my video game playing, it caused a familial rift, and I don't talk to my family anymore. Like, I'm pretty sure I've shut my mom off while I've play, been playing. That's that's a hundred percent true. I've shut off, yes, and definitely shut off my wife. <laughs> yeah. What you were talking to me? Definitely. The what's on okay, fire? Next. Okay. Um, what do we got? We have a question from number one modern boy. That's right. What effect, if any, will the rumored now official delay of the PS3 have on the next generation gaming market. Specifically, do you believe it will give Nintendo an upper hand? Though Awata-san is currently hot to have the revolution on store shelves this November, would such a delay give Nintendo enough wiggle room to be more leisurely with the console's launch? Okay, well, here's the here's the story with the delay, with the PS3 delay. So apparently there's going to be some more news this week, I think, about the PS3. Okay. But... Sony obviously wants to have the PS3 come out as late as possible as they as they can do uh, without losing ground to Microsoft. Yes. This is because it costs them more money to make the machine now than it's going to cost them a year from now or True. six months from now. Yes. So the question is, do I think it'll uh, it's going to affect Nintendo at all? I mean, in Japan, you know, I don't know. I think. I think the the revolution is a different enough machine that it may not even matter what these what's what uh Sony I, and I don't think it will is. not not released at that price point with that with those types of games and what they're planning to do. I think it's a different type of machine. It's a different market and they're going out to a different market. Yeah. I I think it's it's like saying just I think at this point it's almost like saying someone to someone, Do you think digital cable will replace the D V D player? Yeah, it's different. It's different. You you get both. Mm-hmm. I have I have digital cable and a DVD player. Yeah, I'll I mean, have. They're like, expecting we're expecting the revolution to be what like two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, two hundred bucks. No, definitely not more than two fifty, right? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Not more than two fifty. I think that if Nintendo does a proper job marketing the machine, that it's really it may not really compete with the PS3 and Xbox 360, nope. and they will be successful doing their own thing, and they won't need to have the best graphics or the you know high definition. You know, they 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 always sort of march to their own drummer. So here's the big uh, under, underlying question here, though, and I'll ask mm-hmm. you. I'll pose it. Do you think Blu-ray has become more of a burden for the PS3 than something to help it? Well, it's. Do you think that's what the question. problem is? Do you think that's what the delay is about? Do you think the delay has to do with Blu-ray technology? 
well, it's the cost. It's it's going to be the part of probably the cost of the Blu-ray drives. Just do you so think they're sitting back now and trying to figure out how they're going to do they're this without? Just, trying to figure out how can they sell a machine that cost them nine hundred, eight hundred, or nine hundred dollars to make? How can they sell it for four hundred dollars? What do you think the chances are that there's a version of the PS3 without a Blu-ray in the in the somewhere deep within Sony Sony Labs? Not, not. It may never be released. Hmm, interesting. I mean, I don't know. I think Sony really is behind Blu-ray, and I don't know. They they sort of need the PS3 to have Blu-rays to get the Blu-rays in the, people's homes. I don't know. It's it's. We'll see what happens. It's they got they got their work cut out for them. I I guarantee you it must exist. I I know we'll never see it, but I'm sure there's one there that someone has. And he's probably trying to be pitching this. Why don't we just release this over the summer? Get it out. Get it out now. Well, I think the way they look at it is like they may not be in that much of a rush because Microsoft hasn't been able to make enough Xboxes. Yeah, Microsoft. Um, yeah, they're they're not a threat yet. They aren't. A threat. You can be sure. You can be sure that if if Microsoft was able to pump out these three sixties and and meet the demand, that Sony would be like flipping out right now and maybe even closely thinking about what you had mentioned uh, about the the, the Blu-rayless uh, machine, but I sort of think that they they're not too worried at this point. We'll see what happens. We'll see. And, and my twenty-three uh, question uh, related to the PS3: What would the PS3 have to have included with it for you guys to pay the eight hundred or nine hundred dollars? Uh, Wasn't this Sony... on the show already? I don't know. Was it? You already did this one. We already, no, we well, already answered this. Then. Well, forget it then. Don't answer it. The, well, the answer is they're not, they're not making it eight hundred dollars. It'll be four hundred dollars, I think. I don't think four fifty maybe. Four fifty maybe. Okay, very nice. Yes. And How I long was the show? About three hours. This show was uh, about an hour long. Jeez. Well, all right, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we had a good time, I think. I enjoyed it. Stuff. I'd do yeah. it again. All right. Oh, and don't forget to vote in the poll on what's your favorite episode. It's more important than you think. Yes, that's in the uh, it's in the general gaming forum. Sticky to the top. Just uh, vote on your favorite uh, episode of CatCast. Thank you. Good night and good luck. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Let's catch you next time. This is Retrex, the only video game system with its own video screen. Take it anywhere. Just plug it in. It's your own personal arcade. A high-performance system with a built-in game plus a whole collection of arcade cartridges like Scramble, Pole Position, Berserk. So if you're into video games, forget the TV. Get into Vector.